welcome to the Wicked Good Momcast, a podcast for Boston moms by Boston moms. A space to hear stories from real moms, to celebrate the beauty of motherhood, and to normalize its challenges. Tune in while you fold laundry, commute to work or school, or get cozy after a long day in the trenches. Motherhood is hard, but it doesn't have to be lonely. You are a Wicked Good Mom. And now, here are your Wicked Good Momcast hosts, Megan and Shannon. Welcome back to the Wicked Good Momcast. Part one of Sarah Harmon's episode left Megan and I feeling so seen and so encouraged as moms that we knew we needed to hear more from Sarah. Part two is just as amazing and our conversation gets even more intimate. We are so glad you are tuning in. Here is the second half of our interview with the wonderful Sarah Harmon from the School of Mom. I've heard from so many in my various mom circles that life right now feels so fast. It feels hectic and just busy kind of post-pandemic. And we're having trouble keeping up with life's demands. And so I actually wanted to read something that one of our Boston Moms senior contributors posted to her Facebook page just last week. Um, Her name is Kristen. And she asks, are any other moms feeling like they're drowning a little bit this fall and not really sure why? Is this a post-COVID thing? Is this a life stage thing? Is it a working mom thing? Is it a me thing? Just putting it out there because I'm pretty sure it's not just me. And the consensus over and over again in the comments on this post was, it is not just you. Um, And so, Sarah, I'm wondering in your opinion and from what you are seeing right now, how are moms in general doing post-pandemic now that things are, for the most part, back to normal? Are we coping the same as we did before the pandemic? Or have you noticed a change in moms and in motherhood? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I agree with all of the people that commented. She's not alone. I'm finding, hearing this in my community every day. Um, So I think, how much time do you have? You know what? We've got all the time we need. (laughs) There, it's complex issues. So we, it's not like our baseline was great coming into COVID, Mm -hmm. right? Moms, it's not like moms had all this, you know, energy and time coming into COVID. And then of course there was just the, the stages of grief and managing COVID and recalibrating and then coming out of COVID with this return of schedule and structure and requirements and expectations. Right. And we never really caught up from the past few years of a lot of stress and anxiety and, you know, this recalibration, so to speak. And, and so I think, so right now, right, right now, um, what I am talking about in my community spaces is definitely a lot of overwhelm. And there's just this intense craving and need for space. Like that's the, what, that's the word that keeps coming up. And when we say space, I look at it on all levels, physical space, mental space, and emotional space. Mm And really, ultimately, this is what my my the school mom is here. This is what my program is here to help women with is to help them create space, implement and protect boundaries around this space, um, so that they can uh, decrease the overwhelm, decrease the stress, and really start to welcome in more outlets and practices that help them feel better, help them feel less overwhelmed, right? Um, so it's it's there's no quick fix because I think we we do have as I said the the baseline wasn't great and then it was just 
kind of gone into a whirlwind um, of even more, you know, just the swirl of, I think, trying to manage everything. Um, so, so back to where we're at right now is I would say, I mean, just to normalize where she's at. Yes. And I would encourage the, the listeners to ask themselves in their life, right? Just this, where do I feel like I need space? Mm-hmm. And it seems, it seems small, but I always say, start with your body and that, cause that is a, is tangible and try to think about where you can physically create space for yourself and be super intentional and protective about it. So one of the things I'm talking about in my community is creating a, even if it's like a corner of your room, because many of us live in the city. I just moved out of the city. So I actually am almost like overwhelmed now with having like a room <laughs> to myself. I have my own office. It's like, wait a second, space is, is now a little bit easier for me to get. Um, but I didn't have that. So creating a physical space that is yours and it starts to expand from there, right? So in that physical space, being super intentional about what you're doing and who you are letting in to that space. And a big piece of this is news, media, social media, and anything input, right? Mm-hmm. Any input into your mind. Uh, I think one of the things that we're trying to extricate ourselves from is this intense virtual presence that we've all had. And so for me personally, I mentioned the social media break, but creating space has meant a hard boundary, a firm boundary on any extra input via media yeah, uh, for sure. And so that's what I would say is like, you know, start just to give something tangible is thinking about where you need some space and where you can create it. Obviously with kids, like, you know, barging in, it's challenging, um, but doing your best to have a space in your house and then to, in that space, be intentional about what you're doing, what you're consuming, what you're not consuming um, to help you with your mental and emotional space as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like this has sort of already been answered, but do you have any, if the, if you could tell a mom who's listening, who's feeling overwhelmed or spread thin or burned out, um, with the exception of the space creation, is there anything else that she can do as like a first line of defense when she's feeling that way? So support and community is so huge. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that, um, so you guys have the most amazing platform. I just love that. I think, as you said, it's not only healing for the writer, but it's so healing for the reader to know you're not alone mm-hmm. and you're not everyone listening. Like you are not alone in your struggle knowing you're not alone is the, one of the key components of self-compassion. We call it common humanity. So knowing that, you know, when you're feeling like you want to rip your hair out and you know, every, your house is a mess and you feel like you've, you're missing everything. And you know, your, your kids are losing their shit and you're losing your (laughs) shit. Like you're not alone in that. And I think, so the, the first line defense would be getting into a community, getting onto your blog, coming into, I have a free community, um, for Mm -hmm. the school of mom jumping on there engaging with women. You know, it's a slippery slope around that though. Cause I, I we want to be again, mindful about how much we're online. So I would yeah. also say yeah. like, where in your actual communities, can you, can you connect with people going on a walk, going to the playground, right. And just talking to moms to have that support. Um, and of course I, I'm biased with professional support as well. I think that, um, we, there's so much less stigma around mental health support 
Um, I can't recommend highly enough to seek out a trusted professional. And actually, it's really important to note that um, during the pandemic, I started a group practice called the Postpartum Wellness Group, which is a therapy practice, all female um, women, sorry, all uh, mom clinicians, experienced mom clinicians. And I think that's part of that connection piece is knowing you don't need to explain yourself to somebody. Mm-hmm. That's a big piece of the screen, right? Is that when we, the women are on those fields, like we didn't have to explain while we were screaming, you know, a, a reporter would be like, why the scream? And I'm like, we're screaming because we have to explain to you why we're screaming. <laughs> right. Like that's why we're screaming, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, like every interview, I lost patience because I was like, I don't like, I, I don't understand why you don't understand, you know? <laughs> um, but that is a big piece of why I started the postpartum wellness group too, because for moms, you don't want to have to explain yeah. your overwhelm. Yeah. That's overwhelming. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. So to find a community where you don't have to explain your emotions you can just feel seen and heard and and held in them um, is so important. And so whether that's a one-on-one community, like a a therapy relationship or a group community, um, that would definitely be like the first thing I would say, if not both, you know, I think both individual and group are so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that can change over time too, based on your own personal needs. Like I've been through my a host of professionals <laughs> and I have found several right fits. And then all of a sudden, because of my stage of life, they're no longer the right fit. Like one of my therapists was an older woman who I loved because she reminded me of a grandma and she was very kind to me and just gentle and wonderful. But then when I needed somebody to tell me to get my shit together, she was not going to do that for me. <laughs> so I needed to go and find somebody else who ended up being a mom and could really understand sort of my stage of life. Um, and was super helpful. And I think that's in community too. Like, you know, you're finding a community for now is really important, but understanding that that might need to flex uh, in the future, or there might need, you might need to find another like subgroup of that community is um, definitely normal and warranted too. A hundred percent. I've definitely done the same kind of transition from therapist to coach to, um, you know, blend of community and coach. And I think you're absolutely right. The key piece, you know, the, the data, the data shows, uh, that what's most important is that connection. So if you, you want to make sure you feel connected. So in postpartum wellness group, we have what we call your meet your clinician calls. And so we encourage women to have a one or, you know, a few of them with our various clinicians that match their availability so that they can get a feeling of like, mm-hmm. oh, I think I would talk to this person. Like I would feel yeah. comfortable talking to this person because that's that's the most important piece. Um, and I, you know, I hear you. I've had uh, worked with providers in the past and not to say that there are you know, wonderful providers out there that aren't moms, but I heard myself explaining in a session, like a few things that I just, I was like, this is not something I want to spend time explaining. And so I I really, for the most part, only work with moms because they get it. Right. Yeah, Yeah, that's huge. Um, And you've kind of alluded throughout this episode different ways that the School of Mom provides support for local moms. But I'm wondering, could you give us like a bullet point list of ways that the School of Mom is still providing support for local moms even after this viral sensation? Yeah. So the scream is really at the heart of what I teach. So when I speak about mothering oneself mindfully, which is what mom stands for in the school of mom. I didn't know that. Yeah. So mom stands for mothering oneself mindfully. 
Oh, wow. Well, I didn't know that. But I love that. Yeah. So that's the, um, that is at the heart of, of what we're doing in this community. And so when I define that, I define mothering oneself mindfully as regularly tuning into your mind and body to acknowledge your present moment needs and then assertively take care of those needs with mindful discernment, self-compassion, and intentional action. So the other way we could say that is self-care. So in my mind, so I kind of blow open the top of self-care because I think that's a very overused and actually triggering word for a lot of moms. Mm -hmm. You know, someone listening might be like, if I hear the word self-care one more time, (laughs) you tell me where I'm going to go get this beautiful massage, you know, and take a bubble bath. Like, fuck you. You know, I I get it. Um, Because in this season of our life, like the self-care that we would like to have is not as accessible as it used to be, right? And so we have to be a little more realistic and we have to understand that self-care is so much more than the action, like the behavior, um, and also about the what's going on in your mind, how you're talking to yourself. Um, So just a fun thing, because you guys are new to that definition, is if I think about mothering, right? It's regularly tuning into my child's mind and body to acknowledge their present moment needs and assertively, as best I can, take care of their needs with mindful discernment, compassion, and intentional action. So this is what I love about this practice because you are day by day evolving your practice of mothering, whether you know it or not, Mm -hmm. right? We're constantly learning about our kids and trying to do the best for them and do, you know, take the actions and take care of their needs. And so we can use those same skills that we're learning, that same approach, that same tenderness and use it for ourselves. So we actually have this toolbox that we're already, we've already been growing. We just need to now flip the subject (laughs) from our child to ourself. And that's, what's so cool. There's so many times we come up with these awesome examples in my community around like, well, how did it work with your child? And then how can you do that for yourself? It's interesting you say that because when Megan and I were talking about starting this podcast, I think one of the first things that we threw out there was there are plenty of resources for how to raise our kids and what to do with our kids. We want this to be a resource for moms. This is not about the kids. This is about us. And so I feel like we are very like-minded with you on that. Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. And so that's really what the scream was, right? Is yeah. that coming into the present moment, acknowledging we are so angry I and my body's about to bust. And mm-hmm. how how can I take care of myself right now? And how can I help the women in my community take care of themselves with the limited resources that we have? Well, a scream was actually the most amazing solution because- it really, it was a, a, the body's desire. And that was what the overwhelming feedback was and continues to be. I still get emails and texts from people around their, how they went out to scream, how intuitive it is to scream and how they caught themselves off guard with how, you know, it, how good it felt and how natural it came. And, mm-hmm. and so that the scream is just an example of taking care of yourself in the present moment with mindful discernment, self-compassion, and intentional action. That's exactly what we did. Mm-hmm. And so with the School of Mom, um, right now, my I have a signature program that runs from October to May uh, called Mothering with Self Mindfully. And it's through the, it's the school year. So you get your kids, you know, you go through all those, the sicknesses in September. <laughs> 
and then you start in October. So we just kicked off the, the, this round uh, and that goes through May. Um, but I also have a number of different, you know, shorter offerings. So people should definitely check out the school mom and, and most importantly, this free community that I just kicked off uh, in September. Uh, it's where I have some pop-up mini classes. So for example, I'm doing one called create your own sacred mom space. So that's just a free class that I'm offering uh, in a couple weeks and, and all of them are just going to live there. So if you're listening to this after the fact, you can just go on and, and, you know, dabble in some of these mothering oneself mini classes. Um, and that's, you know, always going to be growing. Um, and then at last piece, I would say that's really important to me. This is going to be coming up in 2023 is you know, my history of mothering without a mother model who is healthy. And, you know, it's very mm-hmm. tragic, my story, but as I said, I've, I've learned of so many women that have similar stories where they don't, or they didn't have the mothering model that they really desperately craved. And there's a lot that is wrapped up in that. So I'm actually going to be kicking off in 2023, a, a new program or new small group. It's going to be intimate uh, program called the motherless mother. And that's going to be really helping women who don't have that healthy mothering model navigate motherhood. And that's really personal to me. Um, and so that'll be another offering. So yeah, it's, you know, just like a school, there's lots going on and would love to have people check it out. And if they are interested in any of this, which I feel like you've touched on something for everybody here, um, they should just visit your website. Yeah. Visit the website. Um, I am actually not on Instagram currently and yeah. <laughs> I have decided I, this is the first place I think I'm announcing this publicly that I, I I'm actually not going to go back in any capacity that I was before um, because it is glaringly clear to me now that it is out of alignment for me to be putting content onto a platform that I know as a therapist is tanking mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's, yeah. it's just, it's actually like, you know, as therapists, we have the line, do no harm. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it just doesn't make sense anymore to me to, to kind of, you know, think, oh, well, for business, I need to be on there. Um, so I will have a very limited presence, um, maybe like once or twice a month I'll post just to, you know, encourage people to come on to the, my com- campus community. But yeah, really where you can find me is in that campus community. And that's at um, www.motheringoneselfmindfully.com. And of course, you can check out all of our offerings at theschoolofmom.com. Perfect. And I know <laughs> we are going to have some people heading your way for sure. Me included. Um, oh, and lastly, yeah. I just, for people that are seeking mental health support, because, you know, I mentioned it postpartumwellnessgroup.com. We, we serve mass in Rhode Island currently, um, mm-hmm. with virtual therapy. So if you're outside of mass in Rhode Island, um, I, you know, please don't hesitate to reach out to us because navigating the mental health field is so overwhelming on a mm-hmm. good day. And as an overwhelmed mom, it's even more confusing. So we're starting to get some resources uh, up for people trying to just navigate that process as well. Um, you know, navigating insurance and all the things. So um, we do have sliding scale available for postpartum wellness group, which is really important. We just actually uh, had our f- first client who's fully subsidized, um, which is really awesome. Yeah. Um, so please, if you're listening and you need mental health or you know of someone that needs mental health support, please refer them to postpartum wellness group. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being so sensitive to that. I think that's so fantastic. Final question. Will there be any more Mom Scream events? I, 100%. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> I don't have any planned at the moment, but you know, what I've been saying with people that ask that question is, um, 
This is really about the the mothering yourself in the moment. So it's while I think, you know, for all of us, we we have some built up anger and rage. So we could do we could schedule a scream and it would feel yeah. Yeah, it could feel (laughs) very natural. Um, I think my my real invitation for people is to grab a friend or go out into the, you know, your backyard if you can, or the go to the beach if you can on a weekend or something like that. And try to meet yourself where you're at in those moments. That's the true, like mothering yourself in the moment. It's kind of like if your kid really needs a hug and you're like, okay, well, the hug is scheduled for next Saturday at seven. So like, I'm (laughs) going to, you know, we can do it then. Um, And of course, logistically, you can't like scream on demand in your life. I totally get that. But the, the real invitation here is to try to do it when you can um, as needed. Uh, so, so it's a, yes, we'll have some bigger ones cause it's just more fun, I think in groups, uh, but also really do it on your own when you can. Yeah. Shannon, I think we need to schedule ourselves a friend mom scream. Yeah. I'm there for it. You know what? <laughs> I was just thinking there was a moment last fall. I remember vividly, I was past my breaking point and I was driving home and I drove right past my parking spot and I went up the road a block parked my car and I, I screamed and I cried hysterically. And then I came home and no one knew, but I had that release and then I could keep going. That is so healthy of you, Shannon. Round of applause. Thank you. Oh, cars are the best. Like cars are for sure. And you know, Shannon, the coolest thing when I had that, the globe article came out, I will never forget this moment. I got an email from a woman in Boston who said she had raised three kids and her husband had taken his life when they, Mm. her kids were younger and she came home every day after school drop and she screamed in her living room. And she said it was so affirming for her to read about it and to see other moms doing it. And so this is not just a like moms of young kids right now thing. This is a generational thing. You know, I had moms and grandmoms come to the screams and actually also come up to me and say, that caught me off guard. I think I've been holding on to that for 40 years. You know, really, it connects you to your body and you feel everything release, everything that you were holding in that was affecting you. You don't realize how much it was affecting you until you feel it leave your body. And when you connect to yourself, when a woman connects to herself women are so intimately connected to each other that you can't help but be connected to each other. That's the most amazing piece. You know, when you connect to your own body, you connect to other women. All right. Well, we could could literally (laughs) talk about this um, for hours. I appreciate it so much, Sarah. I mean, the the work that you're doing, I'm really grateful that it's got a ton of eyeballs on it now because I think it is so important. Uh, and as always, we'll link to all of the School of Moms contact information in our show notes. Uh, so be sure to check those out, listeners. Sarah, at the end of every show, we ask all of our guests the same question. So you have, you know, you I know you just moved, um, but you are a Greater Boston mom. And we want to know what you love about raising a family in Greater Boston. I mean, the, the women, the community, yeah. you all, like everyone listening, you know, the the network of women here is just so amazing. Um, that would be the first. And then the second is nature. I mm-hmm. feel so for me, nature is mother nature. I mean, she's the best mother for me, especially without really having a mother model. Mm-hmm. We have such beauty, uh, in new England and the Boston area. And I feel so fortunate to be able to raise my kids here. 
Yeah. Yes. Sarah, it was so wonderful talking to you. I I feel so happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we had our own little therapy session. Yes. So we'll have to do this again. Absolutely. I love chatting with you guys. We know how busy life is. So we truly appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Listeners, how great was this conversation? If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you could take just a few seconds to rate the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your continued support. You are a wicked good mom.